back on the porch. It's episode 23 of the Beyond the Curve DMX podcast. It was round eight of the Florida MX series hosted by Dade City. You and I were a sponsor of that. It was round 14 of Dade City Motocross series. It was round nine of the Pro Motocross series, round 21 or 22, or however they're doing that count for mm-hmm. the SMX. We had championships won. We had very, very hot motos. We had a track that sand get hard packed. Oh, yeah. At Dade I City. Mean, that's uh, history because yeah. it's never been seen before. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. But uh, we got a lot to talk about. It was a great weekend of racing uh, from Unadilla, New York, to Dade City, Florida. And um, we're going to cover it. It's episode 23. Let's do this. I'm ready. Well, more ready than I was last night. Let's put it that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We uh, we had uh, exhaustion. We had scheduling conflicts. It's Tuesday. We're not gonna lie. It's Tuesday, but uh, I just I just came off. The reason I'm hatless and in pants is I just sat down with the superintendent of the Lake Wells Charter Schools for uh, my Beyond the Curve Curiosity podcast mm-hmm. and talked with Dr. Wayne Rodolfich and uh, what a history. And so we're jumping straight in from sitting down with the leader of the charter school system to the leader of the Pee Wee parents. And we're going to talk <laughs> about uh, <laughs> we're going to talk about racing and racing and what Michelle and I saw being fans on a Sunday. So yep. let's dive in. Let's hit the pros real quick. Um, we had a championship. We have a dude that's still perfect. We had. The internet's going to blow up because Danger Boy Deegan had a problem. There's just a lot. Where do we want to start? It was a it was a good weekend there. Yeah. I mean, it, it racing good, um, some heartache, some full-heartedness. The, I mean, it, you brought the Deegan up the last thing, and then, of course, that's the first thing that's going to come to my mind. That's but fine. That's fine. you got the Deegans that are in straight, heartbroken – utter desire to to win and now they're laying on the ground crying and same thing happened to hunter yeah yeah i mean we're back to we're back to even now it's fair yeah it's fair you know it's fair. so we had danger boy a few weeks ago saying dr lawrence is supposed to be on top not some rookie well yeah. now the playing field has leveled and he's what fourth in points yeah so yeah that's yeah. uh now that it's an even playing field things have changed and, and I think like there's still got. I mean, I hope I hope R.J. Hampshire is okay. He took a nap. Oh yeah, he took a nap. That was a good nap. Um, I'm guessing he's done for the series. We'll see him at playoff time. I'm guessing he won't be back the last two rounds. Uh, I would say not. Um, we never know with R.J. He he is built as some would say a brick shit house, and yeah. he recovers from stuff. And I don't know where he's at in the points. Yeah, he was one of the guys. He was remember. one of the guys. But he did not was not having a good go. Um, let's talk before we dive too far. Let's talk Justin Cooper. They try something experimental. James Stewart's talking about how stiff the front end looks and how the back end's still popping, and it didn't work. They take that piece off between Moto One and Moto Two, and Justin Cooper comes out and says, "Hey guys, guess what? I still remember how to do this. I got arm pumped thinking about a steering dampener <laughs> on my bike. But is it a steering dampener or is it some sort of 
They're talking Obviously about power they're, assist. They're thing. not. They're not gonna give the details. But okay. Well, what is this thing? I don't know. I I didn't look much into it. So to me, it, from the beginning, it sounded like a steering dampener um, to help with the braking bumps and that sort of thing, which would tighten up your front end. And yes, front ends in motocross can get very loose in braking bumps. Um, arms are a huge part of coming downhill into that those those bumps so to me i would imagine it was probably some kind of steering dampener to to add to the comfort and to slow down the momentum of the the back and forth swashing but to me that would it would be too hard like i run a hard steering as it is so i keep my bike very hard in the front end i really tight um to add more to that would just there's no way like it would it would rip your arms apart and we it's use what it, it looks like we've seen we use steering dampeners in off-road correct there's multiple kinds and you use them to deflect so when you get deflection off roots and stuff the bike stays straight that's that's um i used to use one i don't use one anymore um because i just never it was not bad and i will tell you at 65 miles per hour going down a fire road and the front end starts doing this it'd probably be nice to have one but there's also I can't imagine using that because it does tighten everything down. Yeah, we're not doing 65 mile an hour down a flat road. Yeah, and I'm I'm guessing, but I want to know more because James called it a steering dampener, but they kept talking about this power steering assist, and I'm like... To me, it's a steering dampener. Like, you you can give it all the engineering technical terms, but there's only... I don't know... I mean, did you see a steering power steering pump on that bike or to me i guarantee i didn't see the part and i don't think they showed it by any means like that's secretive technology but i would guess it's some kind of cylinder you know with the shock inside to dampen the steering like a steering damper yeah so or a shock absorber you know however you want to call it it doesn't matter they yanked that damn thing off and he all of a sudden could ride alive like like i said you if you're riding down a road going 65 mile an hour and you hit a little bump, your front end gets a little, a little washy. So I can see the the point behind it yeah. with the the braking bumps and coming down hills as fast as they have been. But when you get that stiff, I don't see where it makes any improvement. And Justin showed that in Moto Two. Yeah. So. And that and Unadilla is such a unique track. It's it's awesome. It's awesome because it, it that track that particular track does not get used very much throughout the year, if at if at all, except for the Pro National. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got it's rocky. They were they were sliding. Even the guys who were graceful were sliding through ruts, out of ruts, in ruts, sliding down the off cambers. Joe Shimoda did good. Uh, what about Max Volan had a good ride? Hunter Lawrence. Deegan had an issue. Deegan came back in the second moto, had a much better moto. But guess what? Hunter Lawrence still has the lead. Mm-hmm. And he extended. Levi Kitchen was on rails. Leave, but like, do you think do you think Mitch Payton is going, man, I got something for next year? Because the rumor is he's going to yeah. pro circuit. Yeah, it's possible. It, but he's doing well. The past two races, he's I'll tell you what well. Oakley pointed out to me. He's like, where's Tom Vial? It's one of his favorite riders. And I'm like, 
I don't know what he's doing this time, buddy. Like I don't. And what's crazy is that's a European track. Yeah, that's a that was a, a dominant track for him, in in my eyes. I mean, maybe, I mean, there could have been some health issues or something. Sick, just or just had an off day. It happens to everybody. So, I'm not sure, but, but there was some good racing in that 250. The class. two the 250 class, honestly. They could have shown that moto on NBC at three o'clock, and it would have been like, "Oh, we're, this is exciting! This yeah. is this is because they they did a great job in the 450 race on NBC, telling a story with nothing to show, mm. but Jet Hunter's got to figure out them starts. He's like, not. He's he. I don't. He's just not very forceful or not very. I, I don't really know. I mean, I, I'm saying this as a 51 year old guy who would not want to go off a 40 man gate like that, but he. He, it's like pull, he doesn't pressure himself. He's coming out of every start like seventh. Yeah. I mean, he works his way to the front, but isn't there a time that you just want to take a leisurely ride? You know, <laughs> the kid is forcing himself to the front every moto. Like yeah. you've got to be killing yourself. But he he's got he regained his points cushion. Mm -hmm. um, Justin Cooper proved he's still viable. Uh, I think it's exciting. I mean, we're going to Bud's Creek, which. I've actually had the opportunity as a human being to go watch a race there, so I know that track. I've been to I've been to Ironman. So these last two tracks, it's like hmm, we're in for a we're in for a good ending. Yeah. On the in the 250 class, I think. Um, I don't have anything else on the 250s unless you. Congratulations to Hardy Munoz for getting a. I believe he got another point. Yeah. Caden uh, Braswell. And con yeah, congrats to HBI for pulling in Caden Braswell. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's awesome to watch their team grow. Florida kid on a Florida team. Week by week, yep. yeah. It's uh, time time again. They're a, they're a, they're a prodigy. That's and don't you think it's awesome? I saw a picture of Matt Bell, in his Jeep Gladiator, tires, suspension, and engine parts Engines. in yeah. the back of in the back of the truck. Like, hey, we'll get this home and we'll get it to the next race. Like, yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> it's that is the privateer journey. Yeah, and it's cool. Like over and over, it's t it's cool to see that coming from right here, mm -hmm. right by us. And then um, you know, I talked to Matt weekly or bi-weekly at some point you know all the time so it's awesome to see it i love seeing the riders with the hbi the hbi logo right across their yeah. jerseys i mean they're they're all over the internet ty master pole had a had a rough go at it this weekend but i think he still finished like a an eight and nine i think he yeah. got nine another top ten and then ninth and overall first moto it was a kawasaki carnage at the start of that race yeah i i mean jason anderson him there was some other Kawasaki. It was like a train. Once they all started crashing, they just crashed. And honestly, Jason Anderson and Ty Masterpool both did an amazing. Ty was back there, and I'm like, and the, the sad thing is, is I picked Ty as my all-star. So I'm like watching, and I'm like, okay, he's in the 20s. Okay, he's 17th. Dude, you can get. Then he was like in 13th forever, and then all of a sudden, I kept saying, who is this guy that there was a guy a 434, and I'm like Sealy or not? It wasn't. It wasn't Sealy. It was. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, who is this guy? And finally, he passed him and got into the top ten. And I'm like, that's a ride. That's a, yeah. that's a ride. I don't care what this field – because the field was actually more stacked this weekend from some of the Europeans that had come over. Yeah. It was a but great ride by the HBI rider, Ty Masterpool, to get back up into the top ten, both motos. Because um, he did not get his Ty Masterpool starts this weekend. No. Um, one was a crash, uh, and the other one was just kind of like mid-pack – an off weekend it, like i said it happens but um got old justin barsha coming back that didn't go well taking a clutch from him is the worst thing that they can do <laughs> because that boy is so clutch demanding that 
I, I knew that they were taking that thing off. I'm like, he's not going to finish this race. There yeah. is absolutely no way. And he didn't because that clutch is everything to him. Yeah. No, I mean, he can ride without it. I'm, the, the kid is just ridiculous what he can do. But he's so demanding with a clutch that he, he almost has to have it. And yeah. it didn't end well. No, it, it, that's not his style. That is, that is not his style. Um, some good rides. Dylan Ferrandis. I appreciated on his interview, Jason Thomas mentioned something about, yeah, it looks like you, and, and he says, thank you for noticing. Yes, we have made some changes and, 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 and it, it felt good. And you could see the disappointment of like, dude, I was coming. I, I had this and he rode, man, he was on it, but he was, I, he was, I he was hanging off the back. I'm like, I looked at, told Michelle, I said, I can ride like none of these riders. But if I had to pick a style, Dylan Ferrandez's style would not be the one because I would crash just trying to. I feel like a lot of us should model the style that Jet's showing. Whether that means we're fast or not, that style is going to get us not hurt. Yeah. And the way Dylan was riding was like, man, if I tried, if I hit some of the edges that he was hitting and accelerate michelle says i don't mean to be rude but when he hit there, there was like a they would slide into this berm accelerate out and they were bouncing off of it michelle says you would have the bike would have gone to the right and you would have gone to the left <laughs> and i'm like yep you're you're not wrong but we watch it and we're like in awe but we don't really know how hard that is the way they were riding that track was not easy they're washing front ends and still accelerating. Well, some of them, some of them ruts are coming to dead stops mm -hmm. just to get through. It was, it was interesting. It was yeah. a good race to watch. It, I, I actually enjoyed it. Like even the 450 class, the racing Sexton had his moment. Um, had a chance. He hit pretty hard when he went down that time. Usually yeah. he's, I mean, he's a graceful crasher. Yeah. Cause, uh, that was not a graceful crash. He's got he's got well at it, I guess you yeah. could say, but that that wasn't graceful. And that was not means. a that wash the front end. That was I'm trying to get into a different yeah. line and yeah. just slide out. It wasn't a uh, an R.J. Hampshire ragdoll, but he still yeah. ragdolled himself. It's crazy that there was a lot of angst in the first moto from multiple riders with the quality of riding from the back markers. Mm -hmm. I don't think these guys realize they're they're fussing about guys who are in the top 20. That's how far up they had made it. Yeah. Those guys are still racing, but there does need to probably be a little better awareness. But doesn't that also come to the flagging? Or should we go to an electronic like marker system of like, hey, this is who's coming. Race car drivers have it, like they they, but they have communication. They know, like, hey, number seventy four is coming up behind you. He's gonna get you in three or four corners. Hold your line. Yeah. Motocross guys they, don't have that. Oh, uh, they talk to each other the whole time. Where we don't. Yeah. I mean, you rely on the flags and conditional awareness and everything else. But uh, that the video of Anderson taking the flag from that flagger, oh. and, dude, that was. <laughs> Anderson's known for some crazy stuff, but that was yeah, that was wild. And the fact, I guess this is where I look at like people look at Anderson, and they see this low key guy, 
Dude, the guy crashed and came back up into the top ten. He didn't. He's not gaining or losing anything. He, like, he wants to race. Mm-hmm. He wants to race. He wants to sock away money so he doesn't have to race. And him crashing, he could have just said, "I'm done." But no, no. I, I'm a factory Kawasaki rider. I'm gonna go get in the top ten. I think he finished sixth, I think. And, and I'm not sure. He, he was up there. He he got back in there. Um, we haven't even touched on. God's child right now, and and Jet is just he he handled pressure this weekend, the pressure of trying to win a championship, and just cruised, cruised, and before we get further, J- James Stewart, there are people that don't like him, there are people that are wondering. He and Ricky did an amazing job. They had Ricky outside, inside. They had Ricky all over. I swear they had Ricky on a drone and just moving him from spot to spot. During the 250 race, one of the best lines I've ever heard. Hamaker came in. Hamaker was on the inside. Deegan went further inside. Deegan all of a sudden slammed on the brakes, let Hamaker go, slid into the rut, and kept going. And James says, they must be friends. Hmm, hmm, hmm. And I just thought, that is a subtle, subtle remark that I wonder how many people got that. That's a pretty good dig, though. Yeah, mm-hmm. because Deegan has been known to just, I, I, I need this spot, I'm going to go ahead and take it. Yeah, even his own teammates. Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> and he's like, they must be friends. And I just thought that was an outstanding line. And th- that led me to when Chase and Jet were going at it and, Jet c- and Sexton came in, was that just a Jet did nothing wrong. I don't think Sexton did anything wrong. I think they, I think they met in a spot because if you watch the video from above, Jet gets bounced and bounces outside, yeah. um, and then Sexton loses the momentum and it's it's over at that point. But um, what's your take on that? As as a racer guy, I'm watching as a fan and as an analysis an analyst. You're watching as you're a racer. What did you see there? In the Jet and Sexton thing. Yeah. Where Sexton de- pretty much came to a dead stop. Yeah. It, when they showed the, it was hard on the actual race part of it because he couldn't see it. It looked like Sexton got caught up in that hole. Yeah. But yeah, it's Jet kind of skipped out over that that berm. I don't know if he missed it or if he could hear Sexton coming and just jumped out. Mm-hmm. But there there was still that hole there because Sexton come up, bounced, and then got stuck in that hole, and that it was over. Yeah. And Sexton or Jet just kept on rails outside so i don't know if to me it's like jet seen an opportunity like he was able to see that hole quick enough that he could get out around it where sexton's like well i'm gonna take the inside then yeah and then seeing what jet's seen that that's how the way the jet's been racing i'm gonna uh, i'm gonna assume that's what happened he's seen that hole dodged it got out sexton did not yeah, but it was good, and, and congratulations. I mean, the kid is phenomenal. Like, he's he's had free runs. He's had pressure. This weekend would have been the weekend that the he still could have won the championship or almost clinched it and folded somewhat because he has been known in those pressure, pressure situations to just ride to get the championship, and he's now 18-0. and 0. Mm-hmm. And – now it's like there's no pressure to – the only pressure now is can I do the perfect season? And But if he doesn't, 
doesn't matter. He's going to he, try for it. Though. He doesn't have to show up. He could literally sit at home the next two rounds, and he still wins the championship by three points if Dylan mm-hmm. wins everything. Yeah. And it's like, that, what, what should I do? Like, I don't. Why not go win? Yeah, he's going to race it. He's he's a racer. That's what he's going to yeah. do. And Bud's Creek and Bud's Creek fits him the way he rides fits him to a T. Yeah. A lot of off cambers, up down up down hills, smooth jumps, and then. I think th- I, I really do think that at, at uh, Ironman, that's a fast track. That is mm-hmm. that is a fast track, and I guess it depends on where he. But he hasn't gotten a. We haven't seen him get a twenty twentieth play, place start and have to. He's getting good starts. Unlike his brother, he's getting good starts. He's yeah. coming out in second or first every race. You no, know, usually by the first two corners, he's yeah out where he needs to be. But I'm excited for the playoffs. Like at this point, I'm now excited for the playoffs because. It's gonna be fun. I'm I'm a Supercross guy through and through. I love the the atmosphere, the tracks, the mm-hmm. technicalness. I mean, I I love motocross, but Supercross is my thing. But to put the two together, I think it's gonna be. What, what's your feeling outstanding. though? Since there's really not. I mean, Unadilla was awesome. Great race. Congratulations to Hunter and Jet, and um, congratulations on the championship. And and Hunter got uh, two more uh, two more races closer to. Getting his championship, Honda is just having a Honda. I mean, an amazing year. Um, I like the playoffs. I'm a little concerned that we're gonna get a false champion from the playoffs because that last round is worth three times the amount of points. Like, I'm 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 a little concerned that we're gonna get a false champion because you can just come in and just win. Like Plessinger could come in the last round and triple the points and he wins yeah like i i don't agree with all that from the fans a fan standpoint i think getting three extra daytonas i mean it's not daytona but getting three extra daytona style tracks is gonna be awesome to watch um all the speedway i mean we, we don't have enough speedways in my opinion as it is but we've got daytona and atlanta and those tracks are every year draw this massive crowd and the the atmosphere around those things is is unbelievable so from a fan standpoint it's going to be awesome um from a rider standpoint or like a technical standpoint it i don't know how i feel about the, the ending it should it should be a full season like if, if it's literally a playoff it should come down to the the playoff championship of yeah, I don't have a problem like NASCAR they give them bonus points throughout the season that they start the playoffs with mm-hmm. and then it's the playoffs and if you win a race you're in the next round and but there's no triple the points like literally that last race is worth triple the points I think I would have more of a problem with it if they would have say they took the Supercross championship away and they took the motocross championship yeah. away and that was literally the only championship then I might have an issue with yeah. it but like we still have our normal championships, and then we have this new thing that none of us really even know about yet. So until until the first season's out of the way, I think it'll get highly critiqued. Are we going to have three different number one plates, though? Is there going to be a number one plate for the SMX series? Or is that just, like, does that guy run the number one plate all year? <laughs> uh, I, I Like I said, they still got their same championships. So we're going to have... Sexton with a number one in Supercross. 
We'll have Jet with a number one in motocross next year. Then I, I would guess if they're going to do this playoff thing again, which I don't think it's going to go anywhere. No. It's got so much hype at this yeah. point. There's going to be a number one plate in that too. So I don't know. We'll see what happens this year. Th- this is literally a test run of yeah. it. Yeah. So and, I and I think it's cool. They're going to some cool places. You talked about speedways. There's the – New Nashville Stadium that's going to be a $2.1 billion stadium, and someone commented, well, I guess we won't be going there again because, like, they can't get into the new Vegas Stadium because how expensive it is. And yeah. um, Well, guess what? There's a Nashville Speedway that's been resurrected. Well, there we go. There's mm-hmm. a there, They want to go to Nashville. There's a Speedway, and that could be another, another place for them to go to. Bring on Daytona, too. You know? It's too hot. Ah, it's too. Hot. This weekend was too hot. It's too like, hot. It was hot, but well, motocross, pro motocross. I think we covered it. You got anything else on that uh, side? No, it was, it was typical pro motocross. We come out with a champion yeah. as expected. So and good racing and um, good crowd. My goodness gracious, what a crowd at Unadilla! What mm-hmm. a crowd. Um, network TV, great crowd. Great broadcasting. I'm going to tell you right now, the network, I know I talked with our friend Kevin, and he's like, nah, they won't be making any changes. I'm telling you, NBC is flirting with stuff for this Feld side of things on the Supercross. They are flirting with things. We're going to see, and I may be wrong, I'll put it out there. I don't think it's a hot take. I think there's going to be changes to the broadcast for Supercross this year. We are what? Five months, five months yep. and counting. Yep, and I'll, I'll just say it. I just think I think there's a lot that's going to happen yeah. in the next five months. We're so. going to see something different because they have put too much effort into that. They have Ricky and James doing things that are not their norm. They have they have James doing read-ins on on the the other shows that are happening. They've got Ricky analyzing, breaking down point by point. And it's like they're they're doing things that they don't normally do, and I just think we're going to see. Something are, are they doing that, or are they just, you know, uh, uh, tev- televisionizing these guys? Yeah, maybe. Or, you know, just yeah. It's uh, stuff that you you typically hear from the normal commentator, but now we are getting it from guys that you'd never expect to hear this these kind of things or this kind of stuff coming out of their mouth. So yeah, it's for a, sure. We'll see what happens. Well, sure, it's exciting, but I'm I'm enjoying the racing. I I really thought maybe I wouldn't enjoy it as much because the it's down. But I've just realized I'm just a racer. You know, I just I just like watching the racing. Yeah, it doesn't matter who's racing. Yeah, it's, it's just good. It's good in the the crowds and the environment. But the main focus of this show is it was round 14 at Dade City Saturday night. It was round eight of the Florida Motocross Series Sunday, and guess what? It's Florida. It's August. It was warm. We'll just say warm. We're not going to say hot. We're going to say it was warm. And you're going to have to take the lead because this is your baby. Michelle and I went on Sunday as, as sponsors of the race. We toured around, um, watched, and had a blast. Ran into some parents, ran into some riders. Just took it in as a fan. There will be a video of kind of Michelle and I did a little walk around. And there will be a uh, kind of a highlights video of uh, what we saw, and, and um, but but talk talk us through it, man. This was Saturday night. Talk us through Dade City Motocross Saturday night. It was a good weekend for everybody. It was it. I don't want to say it was warm. It was hot. <laughs> it was a hot weekend. Like you people that aren't from Florida, 
this has been pretty brutal. Like, we haven't been hang- we have no rain lately. It's just been soaking in hot. We broke records this weekend, so it hasn't been this hot since 2001. Wow. Yeah. So it's hot. Um, today's normal. Today's warm. It feels good. It's probably like what mid 90s. Yeah, we're sitting on we're sitting on the pool deck. We got one fan going. And I'm okay. I mean, I'm okay. It's it's yes. it's, it's, it's okay. This, this weekend was hard yeah. to get through, and we there's a lot of there was a lot of riders at Dade City this weekend. Um, hats off to to Randy Yoho. I mean, they brought in quite the crowd this weekend. And before we get um, too far in depth, there there was a tragedy at Dade City a couple yeah, weeks I was, ago. I was gonna get there. Racing goes on. Yeah, racing goes on. Get, but guess what? They honored that racer. Yeah. So we. We, um, everybody that was there, it was a, Moto 1 was brutal for everybody. It was hot. Sun was beating. Um, not just my kid. I mean, all these kids are just, we had swimming poles everywhere. It got to stay cold. But, uh, the intermission, we unfortunately had a bike problem when I went to start it to ride a memorial ride for Alexander. Um, he's a 11 year old boy who passed away at, Dade City and the extended track practice a couple Sundays ago. Um, so they did a memorial ride for him, which was awesome. Uh, there was a great turnout. Um, it was it was really nice to see. The dad was supposed to come and ride the bike, but he just couldn't do it, which is very understandable. Um, but everybody else showed their support. I know the farm did a the farm in Dade City did a, a memorial ride that morning. Um. So the, the 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 motocross community responded to that to that tragedy. But yes, life 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 has gone on. Racing has gone on. I mean, that's probably not the right terms I want to use. Life has not gone on. Uh, but we kept racing, you know, in honor of the kid. And um, well, they they don't stop. They they yeah. It's they, if we all stop, that would be the worst thing. And it's proof that hey. Dade City making it, the racing community is making it, and by going out there and doing it, um, you guys are honoring what that kid wanted to do. That kid wanted to race. If, if I go out, that's how I want to go out too, you know, doing that exact thing. Um, I can't picture any better way. So it's it's tragedy. The boy's 11 years old, but um, racing went on, and uh, I'm sure the boys down there up there smiling, so. But uh, from there on, it was it was a good it was a good night for everybody. Once the once the sun went down, um, there's some really good racing, and we brought in some good faces. Um, not Saturday night, but we we en- we ended Saturday night with a third. Um, I know there was a a lot of guys did really well. Um, Sunday morning, we started at it again with the FCA service um, that we sponsored with the podcast, and it was hotter Sunday than it was Saturday. And it, that track, before we even get into the racing, we have never in our lives, and even sitting talking with Randy as much as I did over the weekend, he's like, I've never seen this track get hard. Yeah. And it was hard as a rock. Yeah, that is a track that you could almost sleepwalk with a paddle tire and survive on that track. This, this Sunday, the back track was still paddle tire worthy, but the front track... Man, I have never seen it that dusty or that hard, like pebbly hard. 
We are not sponsored by Dunlop by any means, but that is what the MX-34 was made for, was that track this weekend. Yeah. Like, I was talking to Caleb Groves, um, Futures rider, uh, Future MX rider, and I'm like, Caleb, you gotta, you got to get a paddle. He was running an MX-33, and he was sliding all over the place. I'm like, put a paddle on that thing. Um, I'm glad he didn't. Because the back, the back section, it would have been perfect. Yeah. But the the front, I don't. It literally got so hard that I don't know that it would have grabbed. Unless you, unless you stayed in those berms, that you you were done. And and I saw some creative lines being created because of the the slippiness of the track, the slipperiness of the track. But I, I I've been I've been to Dade City since the late nineties. Um, nighttime, daytime you name it practices watching just being a fan and honestly i was like michelle and i looked at one another and thought I- i've never seen this I- and if for randy to say that too i don't feel far off saying that i've i've just never seen the track yeah, so like I'll, that a lot of people were saying that i mean um it was an exciting day though we chad reed was out there racing uh, his kids were racing um the the heat got to everybody though like it was you could see the mistakes the the exhaustion just in the you going into the second lap of every moto kids were just beat i mean everybody was beat so but it was a good day it was a really good day um no serious injuries this weekend that i can think of it was great turnout Great. Yeah. T- it, it was with as hot as it was, and I know there were some guys and and young ladies that did not make the call on the second motos. And that's something I want to talk about too. Is, but we'll dive into that. Um, but great. I mean, Michelle and I had to park outside the facility to come in on Sunday. Yeah, Saturday and, was insane. And you were telling us how much it was even Sunday. Saturday was full, and. Honestly, as hot as it was, it's Florida motocross in the summer. Watching families do it, and we saw y'all have the setup of, you know, you have an air-conditioned trailer, and the kids had pools, and I saw parents with just easy-ups and fans, and I took a video of a generator working so hard it was dancing. Mm-hmm. And But everybody kind of had their own way. But I'm going to give a shout-out. There was a dude, it was 100 degrees. And there was a dude under his easy up grilling. And I'm like, dude, this is lunch meat time. Like, what are we grilling? It is it's hot and you're grilling. Nope. So congratulations to you, man. Like that dude really wanted whatever he was cooking badly. But the the drive is just I mean, it, it overcomes you. It doesn't matter how hot it is, how cold it is. I've raced in snow before, you know. I've this is probably the the hottest that we've raced in, yeah. I would say. Maybe it's just from being out in it all day Saturday. Come Sunday, I was so brutally hot that it didn't matter. But no, it was hot and it was and it was it wasn't it was the breeze. Like there was a slight breeze, but the breeze wasn't enough to cool you. It was just a hot it was breeze. It's like hot still yeah. air. Really, it was it was rough. And then between running out there and helping helping kids up, and you you run one side of that track to the other. That's enough to take it out of you as it is. Which, by the way, I do want to touch on fifty parents. If you're going to be a 50 parent, you better start training because once the gate drops, they need to have a second gate drop because I literally pan my camera, watch the little kids, and then I come back and I watch the parents run. (laughs) And I'm like, 
some of them choose their spot because that's as far as they can go. And I'm not making fun of anybody. I'm just saying, oh, it's if you want to be a 50 parent, you need you need to start putting in the work because some of you only made it to the first corner, and you need to try to get to like the third or fourth corner. Because I, s- I still think this has a big part of it. I was 30 pounds heavier before we started this motocross season, <laughs> and Brianna yells at me every week. She's like, "You're going down to nothing." I run this track constantly. Yeah. You know, I run every track constantly. It not just our kid. It's all these kids need help. They're four to six years old. They might be able to get the bike up, but most of them aren't getting it started. Yeah. You know, so there's a lot of running. It's exhausting and but, but it's a, it's worth it. As a fan sitting on watching, we were in the shade watching. It's entertaining. I mean, as a the little kids are also entertaining. The lollipops bouncing around. Oh yeah. But the parents are just as entertaining, and I'm not digging on it. I'm, it's actually fun. It's yeah. just, it's, it's well, like that's the second race. Malcolm Stewart will tell you, like, the PW50 class is, is and will always be his favorite class. Like at Loretta's, anywhere he goes, PW50 class is where it's at. Sometimes I totally disagree, but <laughs> you work on those things long enough, and then you, you start to second guess what, what the hell you're doing in life. But th- there was some good racing. Uh, um, they utilize minus the uh, Wee fifties and the PW fifties, and they utilize the the big track this weekend. And mm-hmm. boy, does that change what Date City is! Yeah, it's it turns it into a I don't know the words I want to use, but you, you talk to any of the the good pro guys, you know the the A boys, and they're yeah. all like, "That track will kill you." Yeah, and it's just it's just adding that extra half a track is just exhausting and, and, and it's it's a different it's a different animal yeah it's a completely different and track I, I can't i can't say enough about it because i haven't rode it yet uh, you know i've rode the the upper track numerous times but i have personally never been on the back track it's just all the feedback that i hear i will ride it at some point if i can ever get this body to work right um i do plan to ride it at some point so i can understand yeah um it's kind of hard to teach if you don't know type of thing but um i want to ride it and then i can get a good understanding of what it's actually like but everybody says how soft it is back there it's 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 amazing michelle and i went out to so when you came off the main track you made a hard left jump to jump and then made a right and then you hit a ski jump and then you go to one of the longest berms there is in the back corners and we love we were sitting there so we're at the we're at the speed jump and then you're watching them go around the corner and honestly we watched the plus 55 plus 50 plus 55 moto and a dude literally was on the edge and disappeared like disappeared we saw him pop up but he didn't know where his bike was and he finally found it but then somehow another guy fell on the inside and we're like there are kids running trying to help like there's people down here like because no one could see that they were gone like Mm -hmm. there was a dude in the middle of two turns and until he cranked his bike, we didn't even know it was there because you couldn't see him. And that track is, it's its own beast, not just because of the track, but you want to stay on it. Oh, yeah. You definitely want to stay on it. <laughs> but uh, we enjoyed it. it a great, great crowd. Um, Michelle and I walked around with the camera. And I don't know if people knew who we were because of your, your, you know, our, our sponsoring of the race, our, our doing this, seeing – I had a Century 21 shirt on. Michelle had a Myth Pro shirt on. We had people yelling at us, so I'd turn around and shoot him with the camera and say hi. And I didn't get really in, any 
in-depth conversations because I'm there as a fan. I want to watch. I want to see mm-hmm. what this is going, what's going on. But it was fun talking with some of the parents. And I, I walked by the future MX rig, and they're one of the reasons. They're one of the reasons I wanted to do this is because I I heard them, and I'm like, dude, they're just the local guys just talking about racing, the local the local people, and and now that we've had some conversations with Matt and HBI, it's like what we're doing, it makes me believe it even more. Mm-hmm. And talking with, I talked with number 83. I can't remember her name. I talked with her father this weekend. She was racing with Carson Wood and she trains with Carson. And I learned that this weekend they trained together. At, and I talked to the father about her racing women versus super mini. And this young lady was so good. She got into the top three of super mini in the first moto after a, delay gate drop yeah. in the women's class and I'm like we were talking he's so appreciative that we were watching and it's like no I, that's my role I I can't do this I appreciate it and I can study it and he's like I really I, thank you for your time and I'm like no. like it was good and I heard a f- philosophical thought from an older man which is one of the things I wanted to bring up to you as a parent sitting with this man he's he bumps into me and I'm like oh man you want some shade? Like it's hot, and he's like, oh, I'm not I was try- standing right there. I'm not trying to be creepy, and he's like, I said, no, you're not being creepy. You're riding. I'm just a fan. Yeah. And he's like, I said, how'd you do in the first motor? And he's like, I don't know. They'll tell me when I get up to the gate. And it hit me. Pretty much, there's probably four people there that have legit aspirations to go to the next level at this point. Mm-hmm. He didn't know where he finished. He didn't care. He's going up there. They're gonna call his name. He's like, oh, I finished second. Cool. I'm gonna get the second gate pick. I'm watching some of these parents. They got fans. They're smacking their kid with the umbrella, trying to do the shaky, shaky thing. They're cleaning the gate. They're, do- dude, make your kid start on the outside. Make your kid start on the inside. Make your kid start on a non-prep gate. Make your kid. Why is there so much preparation for these little kids that half of them can't get out of the gate anyway? Yeah. But there is so much. Are the parents doing this because that's what they see and they think they're supposed to do it? Because I feel like the parents have less fun than the kids. The kids are having fun. The parents think, I'm the next Ricky Carmichael, damn it. It's work. I mean, it's a lot of work. Am I wrong? It could be a lot more enjoyable. I enjoy it regardless, like the the entirety of it. Um, And may I say before we start, go further, I'm not digging. I'm not digging. I've been a part of tennis moms, yeah. dance moms, gymnastic I w- moms. I, I, I've been a part of that, so I'm not. I'm not digging. I'm just curious. I've always prepped a gate, so that is probably in my blood, and it's there's no getting out of it. There's You're a lot of analyze. There's a lot of analyzing going on for gate picks, and I'm like, um, so the kid comes out sideways half the time. You're right, but if you you pick a rut that's not good. You're gonna put them in harm's way. So okay. I know I know you you, you never really race motocross. So uh. we're looking at gates, okay? I'll just give a, a very brief description. I got a rut that's straight coming out of the gate, and I got one that goes into that rut. Um, if I put him in that rut that's going out into the next rut, if those two come out at the same time, on a PW50 especially. They're following that rut. There's they're not getting they out can of it. bounce yeah. out of it, but as deep as they were on Sunday, like they're not getting out of that rut. So, 
do you put them in harm's way where they collide and then God knows what happens or of course you want to pick the best the best line to get to the corner first whether they can do it or not it's still the understanding behind it that this is what you want this is how you do it and it's you're you're teaching them like for me I've raced forever so you always keep your gates flat you know you you, you prep the best that you can but it just kind of boils back down yeah, yeah the, do those kids need it a lot of them no but you're you're keeping them out of harm's way if you get a nice straight rut um and i can agree with that that part that i'm that i'm good with so the digging um i will say for bowen i will dig and i will fill the fill the rut back up at the gate because one his foot pegs will hit like we can be sitting at a gate and the foot pegs are hitting yeah so we got to get that filled back up so that tiny little 10 inch wheel can yeah. sit up above the rut um his minis almost the same height really um so we do the same thing but i really don't want him catching and getting thrown off on the gate getting run over uh starts one of the most dangerous spots on the track well so what's funny is on the peewee side especially the p-dub side and even on the the 50 minis not the not the super not the super 50s seniors yeah. yeah watching them hit the gate their tires are so small the gate falls they hit the gate and then they almost stop again and then they go and, and then they go because they're bouncing there's not enough they're travel in, yeah they're in the trend yeah there, there's yeah. not enough travel so that part i get um the biggest part that michelle and i saw so michelle is an avid race fan she's been all over watching all kinds of racing and she's seen the best and she's seen the not best she's watched me we're watching the gate the race went off we're, we're watching and she's like you should have done a time lapse of them picking the gates I'm like ah, that would have been cool so we turn back around and we see a gate full I don't know what race it was it doesn't matter because mm -hmm. I'm not calling out anybody there are two to three people per rider there's fans there's umbrellas there's guys I don't think I saw anybody wearing boots packing in the gate like pro do, like pros do yeah. well, of course they're on greats now so it doesn't matter but I'm I'm watching and I'm like Michelle says ooh this is gonna be a good one this must be a this must be a good class because there were two to three people per rider on the gate and I'm like dang this must be like the next real deal. The, the real deal next step like I'm thinking super minis like they know they're this is where the contracts get signed. Yeah. It, it was not. It was not. <laughs> That's honestly where you see that the most. And then Michelle and I both went, okay, why? Because that's what you think you're supposed – and that's where my mind says just because you see it doesn't mean it's what you should do. At that point, if it's that level of rider, they're out there, I wasn't, congratulations, they're doing it make your kid learn from that experience don't handicap them by thinking well everybody's doing it so we must do it see and i i that's where michelle and i were like because mm. we were pumped we were i thought we're about to see it go down nope. and it was not going down well yes they went down yeah it's usually those kind of classes where you see that like we i am the only one that goes up with our kid 
usually. This weekend, my mom did come up because she took the umbrella when we were done. Like any, yeah. anything to block that heat the the best that we can when they're in full gear. And I'm okay with the umbrella. Yeah. I'm 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 actually actually always okay with the fans too. I'm not okay with the the bouncing the it back <laughs> and forth because you hit everybody around you. You need a 30 foot radius. Yeah. If you're doing that crap. We did bring a little fan up for him. And that's okay, too. A little handheld thing. But you're not going to see me shaking an umbrella up and down. I'm good with that because it was hot. Actually, we were impressed. One of the dudes, we were sitting there, and I'm like, there's a jet somewhere around here. And I look over, Uh, and the dude had a turbine turbine fan thing. And I'm like, it's not like a jet engine going off. In the PW50 class, there's a a family beside us. I'm guessing a guy and a son and maybe an older brother. doesn't matter. But he had that big DeWalt leaf blower, and it had, like, a, a fan attachment yeah. on it. And he was blowing his son. He was far, far left on the gate. We were the next gate over. Like we, There was, like, two gates in between us that separated us because those two gates were just gnarly deep. Yeah. And he was blowing his son, like, from the left side towards us. And I'm like, dude, don't stop. <laughs> don't stop. Please keep going. And he's laughing, but I'm like, seriously. I don't know how you're getting cold air out of that thing, but you are. No, that was actually the little blowers and everything. I'm like, that's actually pretty ingenious. That was ingenious. I don't know why. I've never thought of that. Yeah. I do have – you know, I'm a handyman by trade. I got these little mini leaf blowers yeah. and stuff that come free with tools and – they don't work the best, but for that, they would be perfect because yeah. that's a ton of air. So I've now got new ideas. But, yeah, that that is smart. But the, the umbrellas and stuff for this weekend, that's typically not our scene. Um, if the sun's beating – if we got high index ratings, yeah. I'm getting that out there because I don't want him overheating out there and passing out. Um, it's still hot underneath, underneath yeah. that umbrella. But for people that aren't from Florida, we'll get a UV index, you know – high and extremely high and in a uv index scale is one to ten and there's days in florida we see it at 11 or 12 you know it's well above the tens extreme so we're we're well above the extreme point so there's times that it calls for just for safety and that's what i'm talking i'm i'm not i'm not digging i'm not digging on the umbrellas i'm not digging on the fans actually a lot of times the umbrella if you don't have it high enough you end up trapping the heat yeah in it in it anyway Um, that's kind of like the easy up thing. The easy ups are awesome, but if you don't have air moving in that easy up, you've just trapped the heat yeah, in the easy see, up. See, I don't use the umbrella like up like normal people do. It gets whichever way the sun's yeah. pointing is the way that you know, just so it's not beating on his face. But so that's the explanation for why we do it. Yep. But why a lot of people do what they do, I I can't. Yeah, and I th- I think there's a time. It's cool, and that's what you see. We see it on TV. Yeah. We see it, but you're not there. And it doesn't mean you won't be there, but it's especially in some of the older classes, dude. Put your kid under some stress, and let them learn what a bad gate is. Let them learn what it means to start in a poor rut. Let them, because honestly, yes, that series is important, but it's also a stepping stone. Well, the to put it into perspective, and I'm sorry, I'm maybe speaking out of context, but I watch and I. That's my whole job. I watch this. No, stuff. Well, this is going to go right along with what you're saying. To put it into perspective, myself and Bone goes to the gate. That's it. That is his time to focus. Yeah, that's my time to talk about what needs done, how we're going to do it, and what he needs to do. Anymore, you got distractions. Look at you Sunday. You can you could see the big guys that were there. We had Chad Reed. 
you got Caleb Groves in him. I, I don't know who else was racing with them because we were so exhausted. It yeah. was beyond my realm of caring, honestly. I was hot and just exhausted from the weekend. But those guys have nobody but themselves and usually one other guy. Chad prepped his own gate. Exactly. Like, they might have be, they might have somebody there to hold their bike real quick. But when you're at that level, there isn't all these six guys with yeah. you. And it's literally – to me that's the fun of it so these one of the these weekend warriors are out and they got all their buddies with them and it's it is fun like it's a cool thing that they're all coming to the gate so that's and i understand that part of that's it. that's probably get, uh, yeah, the yep i get the, that part of it i don't want to and i don't yeah. want to sound like i'm poo-pooing it i just some of these kids are trying to go to the next level and sometimes they need to learn like we don't know why carson wood was there he didn't compete with anybody. Gate drops. Just gate drops. But there may have been, we don't know, there may have been, we want you to start here. We want you to do this. I want you to do this for this moto. I want you to do this. I want you to attack this Training. corner. And Training exercise. And I think if more people took it in that aspect of we're getting gate drops, but for this gate drop, you're going to start on the inside. This gate drop, you're going to start on the outside. I want you to start next to the box. I want you to start next to somebody, and I want you to try to close them off. And that's what Carson did in the second moto against the – he's on a super mini, and a dude's on – I think it was a 250F, I think. That dude's a good rider. And the first moto, that guy got him at the start. Second moto, Carson's like, nope. Yep. On a on super mini. On a super mini, yep. Pinched him off and was like, I'll see you later. Yep. I'm out. And I was like – I looked at Michelle, and I said – that was his whole goal. He just closed him off at the start, and the race is over. At that point, race is over. I do want to talk to Carson Wood at some point. Um, he's a very respectable kid, um, very talkative about what he does, very genuine. So I would like to have him on here, and you know, him and his parents. And he had uh, his mom at the line. Yeah, that's who he had at yep. the line. He had a, she was holding his, his dad's, umbrella. Yeah, his dad's not always there. Uh, and, and, he is a lot of the time, yeah. but. Um, Mom does a lot of it, and yeah, mom's always the the backbone to most of this. So I figured your next shirt would be "I Love Moto Moms" that I've seen out and about. Yeah, that's a great shirt. The the, the Moto Mom that I'm married to might might say <laughs> otherwise, but it's it would probably have to shirt. say "I Love My Moto Mom," or, <laughs> <laughs> or you know. But it's yeah, it's it's a f when we're at those races. I mean, it's just a. F a fun it's weekend. Im it's important because but you never want to go to the line not trying to win. Yeah. But you also want to learn from each experience. And I just think I just think as an outsider, someone who's involved in sports, I think sometimes you're making not the big deal a big deal. Can't. Yeah. I, I agree. I'm careful to say that. I agree. I'm careful to say that because I respect all of them. I respect, dude, the cost, the commitment. You guys were there Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's hot. I get it. I understand. I just, I also was baffled at the amount of people that littered. And it's usually not like that. Like, I, I was walking up to you guys. I come off the gate, and I, I put my hands out, and I'm like, there's water bottles. Yeah. Everywhere. I watched a young lady throw her water bottle down and then kick it under the fence and I thought oh I don't want to cause Mich I had to hold Michelle back 
because we were afraid we would get knifed if we said anything. <laughs> but that's not something you're typically going to get in trouble. But for. that was that was like, dude, the, it's not their job to clean up after yourself. Just put your stuff away. There's garbage cans everywhere. Oh yeah, like literally. There was one ten feet away because yeah. I threw R two water bottles in yeah, it. Yeah, they're absolutely not shy of putting garbage no. cans out, and they'll pick them up too. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, no, great, great. I, I don't. I'm not trying to dig. There was some great riding. There was some. Some kids fell, got back up, kept going. There was one kid that fell that pitched a temper tantrum because he couldn't get his bike started. As his dad, I would have yanked his ass off that track so fast. He got back on eventually because someone came out and cranked his bike. But he pitched a temper tantrum, and the lady's like, at least he didn't quit. And I'm like, no, he quit. He quit. The only reason he's riding is because someone cranked his bike. He quit. He fell down in a berm. He's like... Just, dude, I, I don't care how far. But this is the time to show what kind you got grit. Yeah. Yes, it's hot. It's miserable. You're probably going to finish last. That that heat brought out the best in everybody, though. Like, or, or it brought out what's who you were. That's what I meant. Like, the yeah. the best as in the best or the worst. Yep. The, it showed every emotion. We This weekend was the first of fights that almost happened. The, it literally was. Well, let's touch on that. The best of what they were. You have a relationship. I'm not going to say the writer's name. You have a relationship with him. He packed it in. Twice. And he rode. He finished. But he rode. He didn't race. Mm-hmm. And we had a discussion with Kevin about fitness. and That's got to become a priority if we want to go further. So... Obviously, I know exactly what we're talking about. Yep. Um, and I like the kid. Yes. And you like the kid. And yeah, he's a good kid. Very, got a lot of potential. But that um, didn't show well. Fitness, as we, we talked about this last week, and with Ashley and Phil, it is vital, especially in heat like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the last moto that he put in, he said, lap two, I seen stars out of six laps. So... We're talking another 10 minutes on that track. Uh, you know, two and a half, three minutes in, you're seeing stars already. So, yes, fitness is extremely important, but hydration is, in a race like that, is, like, essential. And you think you're drinking enough, or you're, but you're not. I mean... Me, who didn't ride this weekend at all. Yeah, I'd, I wa- ran laps around the track, picking kids up and stuff. I couldn't drink enough to stay hydrated yeah. this weekend. So can you imagine putting in six-lap motos on the full track at Dade City at a pro level yeah. and not being hydrated enough? Like you. And, and, and that didn't start Sunday. That started, started Saturday. Well, well, that started a week before. Yes, but what you drink today is what your body's going to use tomorrow. Yeah. So you went on a bender Friday night getting hammered. You're going to yeah. suffer the weekend. I mean, at yeah, at that level you got to you got to know your intake. You got to understand how it works. And I'm not being I'm 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 super I, I just want everybody to understand. I'm not being confrontational. I love this sport. I love the athletes. I love everything about it. I watched human beings this weekend complain about their athletes while their athletes were running around in the sun yeah if you 
want your athlete to be an athlete and you're there to compete, then that's not the day. Hey, little Johnny, we're here to race. We'll invite Susie over for a pool party. But today, we're not going to run around on the one wheel. We're not going to ride the mini bike. We're not going to go. We're going to sit down under our canopy and eat something, recover, because you're an athlete and that's what we're doing. And I then I listen to the parents complain about little Timmy not performing, not performing. And, yeah. and it's like, well, you're not our, making him perform our kids, not just ours, everybody in our wheelhouse, um, you know, our say mo said motocross family, yeah. our kids go in or they come off the track, they get undressed, they're in the AC, they cool down, they get something to eat, especially at those temperatures. Yeah. It's like you don't understand what you're doing to your child, letting them get off that bike and go out there and run and then putting them back on that bike you eat you drink if you're not hungry because it's that hot like i didn't eat much either and i'm i am guilty of that through and through it's hard on me i get it but we try to push that you will drink something because you have to drink if you want to we set poles up and we drain them twice a day to get cold water back in them they want to go out and play in the pool for a little bit that's fine yeah. because that is enough to cool you back down just don't go out there and act like idiots but um yeah there's a lot of kids like they come off the bike they're on a stay sick they're running around they're up at the sandbox they're doing laps yeah and then you want them to go out there and you want to yell at them because they're not riding well but, but we're supposed to be having fun i understand i understand then don't get mad at them because they're not doing what you yeah. think you want them to do i i'm good i'm good i had a daughter that was in the horse world Guess what? Horse shows happen at the same time of year that motocross races do. But those are those are the kind of people that will pull their kids out of it because yeah. the parents are so much more invested than the kids are. Yeah. And they care about the win. The kids don't. The the kids are kids. Our kids are making friends there. So do they want to go play with their friends? Yes. But you got to do it smartly because one, you're going to get your kid hurt. Like you send your kid out there underhydrated no energy yeah. in that heat and there was a kid cramping a kid shouldn't cramp there was a kid cramping who pulled off the track and was cramping and he got his whoever was telling him said get back out there he came back he did one more lap and he's like i can't do it and it's like there is no way in hell i'm sorry i'm sorry there is no way in hell in a four lap race that you should cramp like what happened from what did you do the hour you had to wait. Well, well, what didn't you do? What did? Uh, yeah. Why are you cramping? There's no way. I'm sorry. I'm just being real. If you're doing the correct things, that shouldn't happen. No. Should, now, there uh, there could be a time where, in like heat like that, where it didn't matter what you did. If you're pushing too hard, that's gonna more than likely you're gonna not mention names, see stars. Yeah before you start cramping up but yeah you cramp up my kid comes up tells me he's cramping up in that heat you're getting off the track because yeah. you're gonna get hit and we're not doing that it's not worth that and the reason i bought it brianna is she didn't she was one of those that wouldn't eat she didn't like to drink she was on the horse she may do 16 classes a day yeah and she was working with other horses and we couldn't get her when she was little we couldn't get her to eat finally she liked plain lays potato chips the shittiest thing you can give your but guess what i got salt in her and i got carbs in her mm -hmm. 
and then she, we found out she liked some sort of Gatorade, and occasionally she would drink a Sprite, and she could get her to drink. Well, once we got her to drink that stuff, then she would drink water. So now at 21 years old, I don't worry about her at shows anymore because she's learned I have to put this amount of food in my body. I have to drink this amount, and she does it, and it was a learned process. I'm not saying I expect the parents to nail it now. I expect the parents to, well, little Timmy doesn't want to eat. Just I don't give a shit that Timmy doesn't want to eat. Responsibility. Give him a hot dog. Does he yeah. like hot dogs? Give him a hot dog with some ketchup. Yes, there's a little sugar. You get some nitrates. It's okay. It's You're putting it's stuff be in something. his body. Yeah, it's got to be something. Give him something. And not a lollipop. Give him something. Food. Yeah. Give him a potato chip. Yes, it's carbs. But guess what? For those 10-minute races, 15-minute races, those carbs, he's going to burn them off. He's going to have the energy. And then you're going to have to refeed him again. But guess what? You got him through. Yeah. Triathletes drink flat Coke because it's instant energy. You need to get the kid rehydrated and energy. Don't say, ah, he didn't. He wasn't hungry. I don't care. Yeah. You're causing harm to the your kid. The body's hungry. Yes. Yeah. I, I struggled with that for a long time when I was racing. It, the nerves, I've always had, like, nerve issues. Yep. and I you sound like MJ. Yeah, didn't want to eat. Yeah. And I would struggle because I could get through it, but, you know, you, then you, the arm pump's there. The, yep. the The body does start cramping up, and by the time you're done, you're done. Yeah. But, so I, I, I spent, like, a whole season struggling with that. I would try to eat something, and then I would just feel sick. and that, Or you, I would get sick. And then, then anything that you put into you literally came back out, and it – it was a battle. It took a long time, but now I don't race. But even when I do ride, I'll eat before I ride. It doesn't feel the best, but you don't notice the sickness when you're out there. Yeah. It because your body's then using it. It's well, adrenaline has an amazing thing of shutting the body yeah. down too. It's hard to. It's hard as a kid to understand how. I yeah. mean, a kid will never understand how that works. No. But as a parent. You need to understand how that works, especially if you're trying to push your kid to another yeah. level without understanding the level that they're on. And guess what? I know I'm a nobody. I get that. You don't want to listen to me. It's fine. I'm cool. There's Ashley and Phil Harris. There's troll training. There's Coach Rob. There's there, you name it. Yeah. There are. Heck, I don't care if they're in the motocross world. Go to your local gym and talk to a nutritionist. Find somebody. Find somebody and ask the advice and then build it around your kid there's no trainer that was going to tell my daughter to eat lays plain potato chips but because of my years of experience we figured out if i can get that in her i'm getting some salt i'm getting some carbs we're getting something that's going to make her thirsty mm-hmm. she's going to drink and lo and behold she's made it to 21 and she's okay yeah. and we never had a problem because that's what she wanted to do she not mom and dad yeah I didn't want to be there. It's kind of like, it's hot. It's hot. Not only am I trying to keep a horse alive, I'm trying to keep her alive. I don't want to be there. Yeah. At least with the motorcycle, yes, you got to keep them running. But you put it up on the stand, and you don't have to worry if it's eating hay and drinking water. you got two things you got to try to keep alive. you got to focus on your kid. Guess what, man? Have your Trulies. Drink your Bud Light. Enjoy yourself. It's fantastic. It's all good. Don't. But... I saw a lot of that this weekend, and it's 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 sad. It's sad. It's sad. There's such a cool event happening, but some of y'all talk what you want, and I'm watching. Yeah, and I don't see it. Well, hopefully, like I said, they get the education. And yeah, 
some of them they just don't. And like I said, those are the ones that they get pulled out of the sport. And I think know, I may have come off a little hard there. Well, it sometimes people need to hear it the hard way. Honestly, I, how do you get through somebody's head when you try to give them advice but they don't take advice? Yeah. And I mean, it it is what it is. There's nothing that we can do about it. We do the right things. You try to educate everybody you can, and uh, I guess we'll leave it at that. But Michelle and I had a great time. We appreciate you guys, the hospitality. Um, we had awesome. I mean, I love watching amateur riders ride. I don't care if it's BMX. I don't care if it's motocross. Mm -hmm. I, it's just fun. Go-kart racing. I don't care. Watching kids. We were amazed. These little kids, four to eight years old, and watching these kids on the 65s clearing the tabletop. And I'm like, yep, these kids are just yanking it and just – Go Full for sand. it. And it's Full like, sand. how cool is that? That you've taught your kid that he has enough control. He barely has learned to pull up his pants and zip his zipper and sit in the classroom. But he's learned to hit a corner, come out of the corner, lean back, and full send. And it's like, that is so awesome. And I get this. And this isn't just talking about myself or our kids. But I get this question all the time. Like, how old is your kid? Five years old. He races dirt bikes. Yes, races dirt bikes. So you're crazy. You know, I get that all the time. So they're like, you know, five years old, they can – I get a lot of people that I, – I remember when I was five years old, and I could barely do anything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, these kids are a different breed of child. Yeah. They, they really are, and it prepares them so much for life. Like this sport literally – gives them more maturity than your average child yeah. and i i just did a post last night on facebook I, you probably looked at it we like i said this is not this is what my child said but this is maybe what some other parents need to hear our child looked at us after racing saturday in that brutal heat we'll come home in the third place happy you know his ktm mini class he's not doing well in that class because he's not got that bike figured out yet which is fine i don't push that bike because he's going to get hurt so he thinks he did well and that's all that matters and i said let's get you undressed we're going to calm down gotta get something to eat we're going to go to bed why i'm like because you're racing t again tomorrow we're waking up we're racing so i'm racing tomorrow yes you're racing tomorrow and he gets he got that smile he's like i just love racing my dirt bike and I don't think parents listen to that. Like, they're in it for themselves. Uh, I see a lot of them are so in it for themselves, but get some feedback from your child. Like, everybody everybody asks those questions, and I said on my post, like, that's why we do it. Yeah. Right there is exactly why we do it. We could – we have so much invested in this right now that he could pull out tomorrow, and I don't regret one single ounce of it. Those bikes can be sold. We might lose a little bit of money. The money lost is nothing compared to what he, the, just the knowledge alone that he's gained yeah. as a human. So, and the the physical response, like the kid knows his body more than now, more than ever. You know, uh, just hands-on motions, everything. So, listen to your child. Just ask them why they like racing. Yeah. Ask them questions instead of. Why didn't you hit that corner right? You know, why didn't you jump that? You know, what happened? Ask them, ask them what happened. Ask them why they do this. Ask them why they want to keep going. 
uh, it's just a tad tidbit of tidbit of advice. Yeah, because that's the first time that we've actually. And he didn't say. And what's awesome is he loves getting the trophies. I've seen his face. I've seen the face when he gets a sixth or a third or a first. And uh, he, uh, but he didn't say, I want to win and be a champion. I love racing my dirt bike. Yeah. And guess what? He may be the next generational talent. We don't know. He may be the best weekend warrior there is. Mm-hmm. Is if, And this is how I think more parents should judge. Did you give me all of your effort? Did you have fun? And did you learn something? Yeah. You can't control winning. You can't control winning at all. I know people think you can. You cannot control winning. Stuff breaks. Oh, and they they go down so easily. Yes. Like, there's nothing. Randy Oho said it best this weekend. Your four to six rider goes down. It's over. Yeah. There's no. There's no making it up. There's no Jet Lawrence coming from behind and passing everybody in the class in a four lap moto. Yeah. It's they're done. Like I I will say our kid has went down from second and come the whole way back in that four lap moto which is astonishing it is but that's not typical no. and he can't do that every race like there's times that bike won't start right away there's every factor has to be perfect for him to get back on that bike and he has to know every line at five years old that he took to get back to that point in order for that to happen that's not typical and guess what they're thinking about five there's there was a kid a couple years ago he was a date city little kid and his dad GoPro'd him and the kid had a microphone. They're talking random stuff. Oh my God, he comes over jumping. He goes, Oh, that's Susie. Ooh, oh, look, I'm going, Don't watch Supercross. Oh, look at this corner. And then he's talking about, Oh, look at here. Oh, oh, I need to go to the outside. Why did I go to the outside this time? And, Holy crap, he's got a red balloon. Yeah, and, 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 and they're not, they're not, I took this line this time. I'm coming here. If you watch most of them, they don't take the same line for four they laps in a straight are in a row. All over the place. Sometimes yeah. they're gonna they're gonna chase the kid in front of them and just not pass them yeah. because the nerves. I mean, they get scared. They're five freaking years old. They're they're they can't ride a bicycle that fast, let yeah. alone a dirt bike that's to them is absolutely hauling ass. Yeah. It, it, you can't wrap around what they think because I guarantee you, at five years old, you weren't doing that. No, just you, you were thinking about peeing in the dirt and yeah. playing with cars. Learn something. Did they give you your best and did they have fun? Yeah. And guess what? When they get 13, 14, 15, and there might be some contracts on the line, I don't care what sponsorships you have unless you are one of those special people, which you'll know that when it happens but it doesn't matter the quality of the bike right now it doesn't matter get the get it set up for them as my uncle told me fundamentals you're going to have the hardest time in the world outpowering that bike and when you do we'll talk yeah fundamentals are all that should be focused on for the first 5 years of riding it's unless the, unless they're special but you can't make them special. They're going to show you that they're special. Yeah, either it, it's going to click or it's not. If not, yeah. it's going to take work. It will take work. And it all starts with you not screaming at them. Yeah. 
you have got to work with them or if you can't work with them you have to find somebody that will work with them and find a way for them to receive the knowledge just because you say it and they're not doing it I'm going to tell you right now my child does not listen to me he respects me as a writer through and through like the kid ha will ask me all the time if I will ride so he can watch but he won't listen to me I'm dad I'm not yeah. trainer I do have some things in the works right now that some people that I know for a fact he listens to so they're going to start doing that job because he wants to if I got a five year old that's telling me he wants to be better yeah. then I'm going to give him that opportunity so as he sees me as dad not as the guy that should be telling yes telling him what to do but he's going to listen receive that knowledge better from somebody else so if your kid is not listening to you go find somebody that he will listen to find a rider that he respects if I brought if I had the opportunity to bring Chase Sexton here and I said there he is you know that's your rider go listen to him he is going to listen to everything that he has to say because he adores him and respects him as a rider I think Chase is a nice guy too I've never talked to Chase in my life. I haven't he's either, one of the, he's one of the riders I've never talked but to. But I've heard that he is a really nice guy. Well, then maybe it's a possibility. He he's just but a nice guy. But he probably would talk to kids. Yeah, but that's an input that like yeah. a lot of parents need to hear and they really need to grasp that knowledge because you can't push this on your child. One, they're gonna hate it. And two, they're they're probably not gonna listen to you anyway. Now some parents are lucky where they their child in a racing perspective does listen to them. Yeah. I don't have that that fortune, I guess. Um so I outsource what I can and we work we do the the nutrition and the make sure you're hydrated and you can handle that though. It's a team effort. Yeah. You you got to if you want your kid to hit the next level then you got to do all means necessary to make that happen. Yeah. And yelling at them is not any part of but you just gotta that support process. them yes if they win they won yeah Bowen gets a, gets a knuckles high five whatever at the end of every race you gotta be positive if that race was terrible you gotta be positive then 10 15 20 minutes later you say what happened you know yeah. something happened out there bike not running right try to get some feedback don't say what yeah, what the hell are you doing yeah. why didn't you pass him why you just rode around the whole time Ain't gonna work. Even yeah. so, kids from like eight to ten, they start receiving that a little bit better. But a kid from starting at four to eight, they're not gonna take in anything but you screaming at them, and that's yeah. the only feedback you're gonna get is, well, anytime, anytime I ride, dad just yells at me. So yeah. that happened in the tennis world. There were there were parents who were it's absolute every, every sport. brutal, and it's like. But, hell, man. but a game like this that is so mentally demanding, yeah. you can't drag the mentality down or it's it's done. So Shout out. I want to give a quick shout out to the Dade City, the way they're coming off the track now, uh, exiting down there. In the I love the fact that kids were stopping and high-fiving. High yep. is, And watching the peewees try to figure out how to hit the brakes and high Yeah, that was There was a lot of almost crashes. But I love the fact that people were stopping. Little kids were stopping. Adults were stopping. Pros, the, the, they'd stop. They'd high-five them on the way through. And I thought, that is so – guess what? They ha they have made heroes yeah. 
of these kids, women, adults. There was a dude, he was wearing number 21 on a Kawasaki, which was kind of funny, but he was pretty good, older, older, older guy, older gentleman. He's coming off excited. He's high-fiving. People are cheering him, and it's like, that's cool. I don't even know where he finished. I don't think he won. You you make, especially as a child, like you – you drag them into the next race doing that. Yeah. It that's what keeps them coming back. That's what keeps their drive going. It was awesome. That was cool. That was congratulations. The way you're running your exit now off the race. Great. Like yeah. fantastic. Maybe pack that in a little tighter because it's a little sandy. But yeah, those kids giving high fives. Michelle and I just thought that was the coolest thing. So Dade said you got that going. Loved seeing all the women. There was a lot of women riders. Mm-hmm. Love seeing that. Congratulations. Please keep it up because I know you don't have the WMX anymore. You don't have – there's not really a path. But that gummit, some of y'all are really good, and some of y'all are having a blast. Fantastic. Love seeing all the older riders, and I'm talking from 40s to 60. And that gum, some of those guys are fast. Mm-hmm. Fast. Yep. Love seeing it. Love especially the kids. But that being said, you can go there as a family. Kids, moms, dads can all race. And the environment can't be beat. Yes, I'm, I've picked on a few things. But overall, if you go there as a family, you're going to have a good family weekend. If you take it, like you said. As a family and not And as, go have fun. Yeah. It, you. It'll get serious when it needs to get serious. And I don't mean that is you can't expect your kid to go out and do his best or her best. Even when it's serious, you're training for Loretta's, you're at a qualifier, you still have that mentality of yelling and screaming, you're not going to Loretta's. It's period. The positivity has to stay there no matter what. You're not recouping your money. When you're doing it for work, yeah. When motocross becomes work, then you can. But you're not recouping those funds. No, it's you're not recouping those funds off the back of that kid. And I saw some of that this weekend. On kids that, maybe ten years from now they are much better than they were, but I'm watching and I'm like, dude, are you actually having fun? Why are yeah. you doing this? Like, and I hate to say that because I love this sport. Most I love of it. Most of the riders that you see on TV, the multi-million dollar riders. There ain't very many of them. No. So if you think that your child's going to get into the point where, you know, you're going to be a multimillionaire, and it probably it, it could happen. Can we straighten this out real quick? We've heard the stories. Davey Millsap's mom, Ricky Carmichael's mom, James Stewart's dad. We've heard those stories. Yeah. Chase Sexton's dad, Dazzy, the Lawrence. Well, they're hard on their kids. When they got good, they were all special. Yeah. When they were they, they hit a moment that they were special, and it became a business when they were amateurs. For you now, it's not a business. That not you. If if you're at the point that you literally just sold your house, you sold everything that you own to chase this, then you can do that. Yeah. You know that's that's when you know that now's the time. It's now or never. But until you sell your house and they're literally putting food on the table. Yeah. Then there's there's absolutely no call for. And that's what happened with those riders. They were special at that yeah. moment. And they all struggled to get there. Yes. It all took serious family struggles to get to where they're at. So 
take that and run with it. Hope you listen. Well, shoot, that was intense. I didn't mean to get there, but yeah, it, we're we, there. We had so. such a good time. It was such a good weekend. I thank you, thank you for uh, getting that sponsorship set up for us. Thank you for um, getting us to come out. We we've had I've had the opportunity now to see two two series, two of the state series run. Florida motocross is doing good. Let's yeah, keep th- thank you, uh, Florida FCA, for having us yeah. um, at their service. It was. It was a good weekend. Had lots of people come up and ask me about the podcast and talk to me about it. And it, it was a good weekend. Well, so. I think there's a couple of guests we need to start thinking about rehabbing on. Yep. Um, and then we got a, we got some big stuff coming up that is not being announced yet, but it will be. Uh, do we have a guest coming up soon? Not yet, but we may have a repeat guest with some big news. So okay. uh, cool. when the time is right, we will warn everybody ahead of time is that a home trip or a, a road trip it's it's looking like a home trip okay so, cool um, cool talk about that here afterwards but it's uh very good yeah it's been a good episode um like i said we got some big news coming up um, i enjoy these back-to-back podcasts i literally knock out my podcast in one day now like i yeah. I, I <laughs> it's great but <laughs> now it's back to dad mode for me so i get to go pick the kids up from school so oh yes you got to be dad but uh, thank you guys for joining us. It was episode 23 of the Beyond the Curve, the MX podcast. Yes, we were the, uh, one of the sponsors for FCA at the Florida Motocross Series. Yes, that is Derek Schaefer, Super Dad, uh, Motocross Dad Extraordinaire from DBS Custom Fabrication and Handyman Services. I am Trey Heath, the grumpy old man from Michelle and Trey Real Estate. And we will see you next week for episode 24. Bye-bye. <laughs>